What's up, guys? Welcome back. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Slam Dunk Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Jensen, alongside the Angelo Starks, Joe Bolanski, and Kellen Voss. Uh, guys, we're back and uh, t- we're back together again, the four of us. Uh, and you know, it wouldn't be right if Joe wasn't screwing everything up at the start of at the start of every show. It feels the sense of normalcy is is back in is back in the mix, so that's good. Hey, that that's that second goof was your fault. I did nothing. I'll take responsibility no, you started, for the first you started one. You did start to say something. And, yeah. And it goof and it goofed me up. That was that's what happened. <laughs> I thought I thought Joe was definitely about to start saying something. Yeah. No, I I need to get new work boots. They're just like destroying the shit out of my feet. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Like I like can like deal with it because like I did cross country and like track for for seven years, so it's like I'm I could like deal like I've lost toenails and shit before, so it's like nothing new to me. But it's the biggest pain in the rear end. I feel like that should be something new to you, you know. I just, I don't think yeah. you should be used to losing toenails, my guy. Get, get I, I, no, not running, not I running. I that crossed, runner life, dude. I don't know. Yeah, but like losing toenails, I don't know if I know any runner that's lost a toenail. You've never run for uh, Thomas Razzo, bro. That, because like know. I was like good, like I was like a, like, like not all state, but like state qualifying athlete. Granted, that's not difficult. But then I just stopped giving a shit. But bro, I'm getting lean and mean from this landscaping stuff. I tell you what, I, I like. Bet, this, I was starting to have to make holes. Put in those long days. Yeah, for real. Dude, that's the biggest pain in the ass too to try to schedule stuff after work. Cause like, right? Yeah. Like technically speaking, we're eight to four forty-five, but it's like fluid. Yeah. I hate that. That's weird. Yeah. Hey, but we're we're able to schedule this, and we're able to get this going, which is awesome. And we got we got a few things to talk about this week. Uh, some big news hit yesterday uh, with the Boston Celtics. A little rework of the organization. Um, Danny Ainge is stepping down uh, as the I think he was the president of basketball operations. I believe that was his title in in Boston. He's stepping down from that role. Brad Stevens is moving from the head coaching role to Danny Ainge's role, and he will now oversee all basketball operations, uh, essentially being the GM, I believe. And so now the Celtics are on, they're on the look for a new head coach. And uh, let's, let's just start with Stevens moving to a new position. He says he was burnt out. He'd been coaching the Celtics for eight years, and, you know, there was a lot he had to deal with in those eight years. Uh, whether it be Kyrie coming in, whether uh, it just be the uh, weirdness of last year, uh, the things that have been going on this year, but you know, uh, he takes he takes a step down into a role that's probably going to you know he's going to have to be around more often. I feel like because he's going to have to do more player evaluations, watching more NBA games, watching more guys, watching more scouting film essentially and um it's going to be a different role which i think he's going to i think he's going to do a good job in but um it's just it's weird to hear that he's burnt out and he's going into a role Mm -hmm. that's sort of that you sort of need more out of him for 
Yeah, and it also is a, is a strange way to get a promotion. You know, like can, can you just imagine like, hey, you know, feeling a little bit burnt out. Let's let's get some more responsibilities. Let's get bigger yeah. responsibilities. Let's build a whole team instead of just coaching them. You know. Um, yeah. It's it's weird. I we knew that something was coming with Boston. They couldn't stay the same. I I didn't think they were gonna fire Brad Stevens, but I definitely didn't think they were gonna promote Brad Stevens. Um, I don't know. I just don't know what to like what to think about it because there's no track record with him. I no, guess I, you'd have to go back to like, I don't know. There's no track record of him running this like running things like this. So I, I I'm excited to see what his first couple moves are. Because clearly they need to make some moves. They're one of the teams that just – they cannot run back the same roster. They no. can't. It's too stale. It's too the same. It's not good enough. So I, I'm interested to see how he thinks he needs to improve that team and what guys have to go in order to make that happen. We'll learn a lot about how Brad really felt about this team, I think, really fast. It'll just so. be interesting. Like, granted, it's been like a hot minute. But even as like a college coach, you kind of play like GM too, so like that'll yeah. help. But it's been you know almost a decade since he's done something like that. But no, it's funny that you're saying his problems during eight years. He's replacing his problem with what the problem was. Like well, definitely he, part of it. So yeah, but like you know, I I do like we can make fun of Danny all we want for not doing the things he maybe should have done, but the things he did do like. You're making that Kyrie trade, even though Kyrie ended up being a dumpster fire. Uh, you make that trade every time with what you gave up. You gave up Absolutely. nothing to get him. You, you know, he, even though I guess from my point of view, I thought it was a very easy decision to trade back and get Jason Tatum. Uh, there's not a lot of GMs, like like Rosillo talked about on the Bill Simmons pod, there's not a lot of GMs that, that maybe would have done that, taking not taking the number one consensus player out of just about everybody's board and Markel and getting Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown was a heck of a heck of a draft pick because he wasn't slotted to go three in that draft. And they sort of reached for him at the time, but it turns out it wasn't a reach. Um, the KG Paul Pierce Jason Terry trade that got them those assets. Um, I think people are just upset that they didn't use they weren't using the assets to get a bigger player out of it. They were just, okay, we have all these assets. We have to take these picks. And then in turn, they have to use those first-round picks while they're, while they're still young to see what they got out of them. And I think, I think that's where maybe it went wrong a little bit was, was using those – the guys that they got – like Romeo Langford uh, a couple years ago. He's turning out not to be the greatest of first-round picks. Taking Carson Edwards in the first. Uh, Robert Williams seems to be panning out. You just you hope you can get a little more out of him, maybe with a new coach. Um, but it just they had opportunities to use some leverage and to trade away some draft capital that they had, and they just never capitalized on that. And so I think that's where you can be upset with Danny. But definitely, some, he definitely made some really good moves as an executive, and I wouldn't be surprised if after a couple years of of a hiatus for himself, he he takes on a new role some somewhere else. I'll just say quickly, I don't think that anyone is saying. Well, there, I'm sure there are people 
like in bad faith saying that he did a bad job in his time as a GM. And I'm not saying that at all. I think that he did an incredible job and he made like time after time showed that he knew how to trade. And not only did he know how to trade, he generally knew how to win trades or at least from the initial perspective. But I think what you started to get to at the end there is kind of just, it's just, that's the whole rub is like, it seems like the past three or four years when if you go back to 2016 or maybe right after they draft Jason Tatum, you look at their situation and we would probably say, you're like, who would, whose spot would you rather be in than the Boston Celtics? You have these two young blue chip guys, you have all these picks. And then if you look where they at, where they're at now, it just seems like there was complacent. I don't know if it was complacency, fear to let go of those picks, but like, those picks, are, besides Robert Williams, they got one rotation player out of all those picks. Yeah. And, like, like of the later ones, you know, of the ones, like, of the past three years, they've got no rotation players. And, that, like, you just can't keep doing that in drafts. So I think the past three years are where the criticism for Danny really comes up. But for the totality yeah. of his Boston GM career, he's been incredible. I think he just kind of dropped the ball with, with all these assets. Yeah, and, 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 you know, looking back, it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback and say, like, oh, sure. why didn't you pair up a bunch of the draft picks and get a third superstar to pair with Tatum and Brown or, or, or anything like that? But um, the only thing I could see him potentially doing is he is from Eugene, Oregon. I'm not necessarily sure if Neil Olshay is looking to leave for Portland, um, but, I mean, that's another team that's kind of – that could be in flux, too, if they lose this first-round matchup. So I think – Maybe maybe in some time you could see maybe he get a front office role there, but other than that, I would I would maybe he, he might just be done with basketball as a whole, honestly. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm excited to see what Brad Stevens brings from that front office role. I mean, this is going to be a whole lot different than recruiting kids to play for Butler. So if he's mm-hmm. up for the challenge, then I mean, he's 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 been a success in every aspect of basketball so far. So I, I'm excited to see how he's a success in this. Yeah, and now we have the question of who takes over for Brad Stevens as the head coach. And there's some early betting favorites. Um, I think Jay Laranega is the odds-on favorite right now. Um, but some other guys, they, they said they wanted to bring in some diversity with the hire. So uh, Chauncey Billups is somebody that I think is high on a lot of people's radars. Um, somebody that Jackie McMullen mentioned was giving Darvin Ham a shot. Darvin Ham is has been a really good developmental coach in Milwaukee for a long time. We as Pistons fans know him from, from the 04 early two thousands days winning that title with the Pistons. Um, and so I think he, he would be nice to get a good shot, but who, who is the guy that sticks out to you, uh, to you three, that could be somebody uh, to replace Brad Stevens in, in Boston. Um, I will go on the record and say that I am, uh, anti J kid for the job that, that I do know um, for any I, job, any job. Can we just say, yeah, is he, yeah, is he yes. currently coaching or no? He's, he's, he's on LA staff, like isn't he? Yeah. Assistant oh. for, the, for Vogel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like, I know Jackie was kind of hammering it over, like hammering this option on the bill pod. But to me, it, it also kind of just makes the most sense. I think that Chauncey makes makes a ton of sense being a guy that's played there. Seeing, I don't know, it just seems like that one 
makes a lot of sense to me if you're looking for diversity in the hire and if you're looking for a former player who has the pedigree and who has spent the last year on the Clippers bench probably learning what not to do from Ty Lu, I think you, you would get a pretty good candidate uh, when it comes to Chauncey. I'm sure there'll be some other guys that we just we have no idea about yet in this process, but for me, early on, I think Chauncey would be the guy I'd like to see take over, and I don't know why Jason Tatum wants Evan Turner to be his coach. That was weird. That was really that was very that that was really weird because I thought Evan Turner was still playing. No, I guess. but that's been a that's been a joke like between the two of them. That's been like a running thing or something. So oh, like really? it was yeah, it wasn't like a random thing. I guess like they'd be like had been going back and forth on like Twitter, just like goofing around. So I guess it was like a running thing. But I think okay. I think Evan Turner really yeah, I think he really is trying to get into coaching though. I could see. Yeah, I wouldn't like, doubt it. But yeah. I mean, you can't I his first shot yeah. like right away. Yeah. He had such a weird jumper. Yeah. Callan yeah, Joe, who were some guys. Porter was painful. Um, I think I think Sam Cassell could be a good option. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He's been an assistant for uh, under under Doc Rivers' staff since 2014. Um, mm. I I mean, he's a lot like Chauncey, where it's like he's the way that he sees the game would make sense. Um, in terms of player development, I think he would do a decent job. Um, yeah, I, 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 but I mean, I think Chauncey is like, like D'Angelo th- said, I think Chauncey should be your main, that's, that, that should be your, that, that's the guy you call first, I think. But yeah, I, I would, I think Sam Cassell's hat needs to be thrown in the ring there too. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a, that's someone I haven't thought about. No, I mean, I, I like Chauncey. I've always been a Chauncey fan. Yeah. So I, also, I haven't looked like crazy into it, but I'll, I'll be on Chauncey's team. I've always. Also another, another like Chauncey Bills. Uh, Kenny Atkinson. Or how how I mean I, obviously he's not a diversity hire but I think he would do a good job I think he yeah and in Brooklyn yeah and what we saw with Brooklyn at the end of the year last year especially in the bubble I mean with nobody on that team they still competed a lot and so uh, yeah I could I would definitely maybe not in Boston because like we said a diversity hire but I definitely could see Kenny Atkinson coaching somewhere next season yeah um, with would not be surprised. Uh, moving on, we'll let's move on to uh, a different team, one of the other uh, better-known teams in the league, the Lakers. They're playing the Phoenix Suns tonight, right before we record. Mm-hmm. Or, no, after. They after we record. Yes, during whenever, whenever. Yes, I I said that wrong. Um, but after we record, they will be tipping off, and um, they are. It's. It's looking like if we don't get a good game from AD tonight, it could be the end of the Lakers season, and this would be the first time LeBron is, uh, loses in the first round. Uh, he'll he'll go 14 and one in the first round. But the bigger picture is what's going to happen in the off season because to me, you look at what this team is currently constructed as, and you have um, LeBron and AD. Obviously, they're they're your two cornerstones of this franchise. They signed contract extensions last summer after winning a title, but you have a guy you traded a first-round pick for in Dennis Schroeder, who's coming off the books, and I don't think you're going to have money to bring him back. I don't Quick know if he'd like to, because I don't know. Quick game the other night. Uh, I heard on, on the, the mismatch, since uh, they were in Minneapolis, he had the, the worst shooting game 
for someone who took at least nine shots since the Lakers were in Minneapolis. Schroeder? Yep. Yeah, you love to see it. So, so yeah, it doesn't fit the role, the mold as like a, a stretch guy uh, for this Lakers team, which they def- they desperately need shooting. Um, Did you guys see Harrell, that Dan took they took everything Lakers related out of his Twitter bio? Hmm. It did. Yeah, hmm. so he's. I mean, we could just say he's gone already. Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell is signed a two-year deal this offseason, not even getting minutes right now. Marcus Saul barely getting minutes, but it was just tweeted out that he is taking Andre Drummond's starting role. It was yeah. also tweeted out earlier this week that Andre yeah. that the Lakers see Andre Drummond as a future piece, so they're gonna have to give him money this offseason. So I I worry like was last year the only like how are they going to make this team any better? I don't I do not see it. Do they capitalize on a good coup season and package him with like Talon Horton Tucker and 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 get somebody decent? Um who like who though? Cuz they don't exa- have picks That's what I mean. That, they don't have I mean? picks. They, like those are going to be your two cornerstone pieces. Yeah, they're kind of stuck with that. Yeah. No kidding. That's you what I get, like, you get like, better on the margins if you can. <laughs> You're you're stuck with. Let me just um, let me bring up the cap the cap sheet for the Lakers next season. There's no, like they have to have told Andre Drummond that to hope they can just get a good playoff run out of him. They had to. <laughs> yeah, but they to, they, they tweeted that, that out theory. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, like what's the I point know, of telling him? Yeah, but I mean, I, he's part of yeah, your future and then they, sitting him. Yeah. So next season, the only players, I guess, the only players they have, the only players they have under. Contract: LeBron James, LeBron Anthony James. Davis, KCP, Kuz, Montrez Harrell with a player option, which he's definitely going to take that 9.72 player option. Mark Gasol and Alfonso McKinney. So that means they have cap on the team. They have cap holds on Dennis Schroeder, Alex Caruso, Wesley Matthews, Taylor Horton Tucker, Andre Drummond, Jared Dudley, Ben McLemore, Markeith Morris. Costas Antetokounmpo and Devante Kekak. Like, what are you going to – what can you do? Like, I, I don't know what kind of – they have – they have negative cap space. Yeah, that's – uh, they're kind of stuck with the team that they have. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it stinks too because, like, obviously injuries we, – we tend to look at injuries as a fluke kind of thing and, and as, as bad luck but I mean this year they dealt with a lot of them and that's a really that's an older roster and it, you got you like like it's so much fun to watch AD but he's not going to stay healthy and, and LeBron just had those quotes about how he's never going to be 100% again and it's just like you don't really see a whole lot of flexibility with this Lakers team and so uh, it's yeah I mean just going to the NBA trade machine right now you go to their cap room section it's at uh, minus 26 million so not ideal, um, but yeah, they're just kind of stuck. Yeah, there's nothing that they can do. Yeah. So it's, I, it's I just feel of, like I, I just feel like there's not a, a lot of people talking about this because like this is this is like we didn't think we were going to be in a situation last year. If you're a Lakers fan, you did not think at all that this was going to be what was going to happen. And um. It's just it's wild that we're a, we're going to be a year out of a title and 
it's unknown of what's going to happen from this Lakers team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. They the roster is is not in in good shape, and I I'm sure they'll. I mean, they're the, they're the Lakers with LeBron and AD. They'll they'll get a couple of those later career guys who are looking to come compete, who can hit like spot up threes. I just there's always those guys who are going to go look for rings, you know. So yeah. they're always going to be in the market. You know, be the you number know one uh, pick for that those guys. I think uh, Norman Powell's got a player option. He's hmm. he's a fun he's a fun little addition for them. He's yeah, I mean, if they get twenty mil a year, though, yeah. I don't know where they're getting yeah. that money. That's true. That would be nice. That's like exactly the type of guy they need. That would, yeah. The money would. The money is the part of it that doesn't work. You'd have to, you'd have to drop a couple of those guys to make it work. But um, yeah, yeah. I jumped on the trading machine and s- tried to see if I could put together a buddy healed thing. It just doesn't work. They don't have the money. Tim Hardaway would be another good piece, but yeah, they don't have the money for that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hardaway. Hardaway would Hardaway's be a getting himself piece paid. to play with LeBron. Oh Hardaway yeah, Hardaway is getting himself paid. Absolutely, he, he is the second best player on the Mavericks right now, and the Mavericks have like the Mavericks have been. They have the they have the other LA team on the ropes. Hardaway is going to get paid again. It's good to see for uh, for us Michigan fans. He's good. Yeah, and I, honestly, I was a guy that I was a guy that was not a fan of his next to Luca, and he's really. He's really shushing me right now. He's kind of, um, kind of perfect in that spot. Yeah, but like, he kind of has to be like the second option because Chris Dabbs is so bad. So like, yeah, if he was in the third spot, I think you can, I think you can live with it. But like, he's he has to take like the the second best player's workload, and he's he's proving that he can he can do it. But I just don't know when how how long of a stretch he can. That's my that's my biggest question mark still about him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how. I think he's always as long as he plays with Luca, he's gonna have open shots. So I don't know. I just like, I kind of trust him to knock down open shots. I just yeah. yeah I feel like you know, and and he I has those crazy heat check moments where he'll be out of his mind and take like a thirty footer and drain it, but. He also, I don't know. He's 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 a strange player. And guess who's not knocking down open shots for Dallas because he never does Chris when Stops. I watch games. Oh no, Dorian oh. Finney-Smith, and it frustrates the heck out of me that Dallas fans love him because they watch more games. He has games. the best they, plus they watch, minus on their team. It's insane because every it time I no watch sense. him, he's buns. He's buns every time I turn on a Dallas game. Well, he's a real good defender, right? Yeah, but and he's also like a forty percent three point shooter. But like mm-hmm. he's a he's like a zero percent three point shooter every game I watch him. <laughs> he made his first three ever last night, and I was like, "What did you guys?" Happen? I know you guys saw the stat floating around of that Luca scored or assisted on thirty one of the Mavs thirty seven mm-hmm. baskets. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I, yeah, seeing that rundown, like the 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 actual like that's insane. Yeah. Goat, goat status right there. But uh, but yeah, is it a bit much? Like I, I, it's not a bit much. This is what I want to say about Luca before we like. I just need to see another playmaker with him because I like obviously he's fine as the playmake. Fine, he's fine as the main playmaker, but he's not gonna grow and like get where we want him to get until he gets like his version of a Chris Paul season. 
obviously he doesn't need Chris Paul. That's way too much playmaking. He needs like a secondary playmaker that like his usage rate. I, I, I can't can like, you... be anti Westbrook and pro Luca when it comes to usage rate. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, need I mean, to, you like, can when you, you, you tape. Yes, you can when one of them's efficient. When one of them's yes. efficient and one of them's not, like. I'm just like, I don't want him to just be a 40% usage guy for his entire career. I'd like no. to see him get different. I don't know who that guy is for him because you don't want someone who will take too much of that playmaking. But yeah, I, it's such a tricky balance to strike with him. But I don't know you, who the perfect player can you trade, is. Kawhi? Can you trade Chris Stapps for who anybody that him? fits that mold? That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, how are you going to trade Chris Stapps, though? Chris Stapps can't stay healthy, and even when he does play, it's like he's 15 to 20 points and a couple of threes in the third quarter, and that's pretty much it. Like, and three like, rebounds for 7-3. I will say yeah. it was really neat. it was really neat seeing him and Boban on the floor last night together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I. It worked. It worked. I I don't know how it, the Clippers let it work. Like, I just feel like the Boban gimmick is is known at this point. I I don't feel like you should be but thrown by that. Yeah, but and it's working, which is the craziest thing. That's what I'm saying. Thing. It's it's working because they just stopped driving <laughs> because Boban yeah. was in there. Like he's not that. Like he's tall, but come on. I mean, Kawhi, I legitimately don't know if Kawhi's shot can get over him because of how line drive it is. So maybe that's why he doesn't attack him. I, I don't understand it, though. That team, I know I said I didn't want to talk about them, but they, I, I hate them. They're so it's, an embar- it's an embarrassment because the Dallas Mavericks are not a better basketball team. No, they, they just re- have the they best really player aren't. in the series. Yeah. That's all. So the playoffs is about. They don't have to be the best team. You just get hot. It's the right time. And they're making shots, but they're not making shots. Neither team is making shots at home. Like, the same, it doesn't make any sense. I, yes. I like, so here's, like, there's conspiracy, Bill. Conspiracy, Noah, does, like, Luca force his way to L.A. because he's so good in the Staples Center? Like, is that, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, it's so weird that he is just a god in the Staples Center. And he can't do anything. He was, I mean, granted, I think the next train got a lot worse once they yeah. got back to Dallas. And, like, it just coincidentally got better, like, after a little bit of rest when they got to L.A. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just crazy. It just, like, had me thinking. I'm like, God dang, he starts off six for six from three last night. Like, is he a, is he a clipper in three years? Like, no. does he get mad at Mark Cuban and the and the Dallas Mavericks and be like, get me out of here? I don't even think it would matter. I don't think Mark Cuban would, like, he'd fire the guy who made him mad. Like, unless it was himself that made him mad, he'd fire the guy that made him mad. To yeah. keep, like, you can't let him go. You can't ever let him go. I, no. Like, I don't care what, like, I don't care how mad he is. He can go a whole season sitting out. I'm not trading him. Uh, I don't, that series is dumb, though. I, yeah. I'm t- I, I mean, I like watching it. I'm really happy but, for. I, I can't wait to see Dallas in the conference finals. They're gonna be I, if they beat if they beat the Clippers. I think they can beat Utah. I really do. Rudy Gobert can't do anything about Luca. No, he's he's gonna terrorize him. Yeah, if they play, I, I hope Dallas gets past them. That just makes everything more fun. Um. So our favorites, we need to update D'Angelo because I am losing faith in the Lakers. Uh, just be, just because the injuries are getting to him. 
it doesn't look like the secondary and tertiary guys are going to make the difference that they needed to make this series. So in the West, I might need I might need to hear Kellen's spiel on the East and the West first before I make my decision because I'm still I'm still up in the air a little bit. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. What has Kellen got for? Kellen's away for now, so Joe, we're gonna go to you first, bud. What up? Um, I mean, obviously, and again, it's I'm objectively subjective, but if LA gets out, like it's knocked out tonight, and LA is not playing like how they should be. Could we get some? Could Denver make the finals? I think they could. I mean, they have a Denver's lot of injuries. Make but got, it out of the first round. Yeah, well, Denver's got to yeah. make it out of this round. If they do, because again, thinking again, LA is out. Both LA teams will pretend, right? Yeah. So then, Utah could be could maybe be tough for we can't um, let it happen. for Denver. We can we cannot this this podcast cannot live through a Utah Jazz Western Conference Finals. finals. We, really can't, can't, we, we yeah. cannot. We I would like to say it would be, be cool cannot. for Denver. How, how could you and not he, like Jokic? Like he's oh, just, yeah. So, I don't know. I think – and then Brooklyn. Like, I don't know what to make of Brooklyn. Like, they're obviously damn good. Milwaukee seems like a fraud, but to me that's their biggest competition, and obviously you have that with the second round, so – after that, ain't gonna really matter. So in the East, um, we'll we'll do chalk. It's Brooklyn. Philly's not good. Joel Embiid keeps getting hurt. Again, yeah, Milwaukee. I gotta change that. I, I gotta change that pick too. That's horrible, man. He's uh, gonna he's gonna have a like his career cut short because he just keeps getting hurt. He's kind of injury prone. Because when he's on, like, there's such a, it's a different team. Like, he is the oh. guy, but, like, he just can't be. Yeah. So that's a bummer. Uh, he's, yeah, that's tough. Colin, who are your, who are your favorites? Sorry, my connection cut out there for a little oh, bit. Um, I, 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 you know, I really like the Suns. I think the Suns are, you know, especially if they, if they come out tonight, and I know there could be egg on my face if the Lakers come back and win this series. But after, after you know, the way their role players are playing right now, campaign is is, is playing some great basketball right now. Booker's um, rolling. Chris Paul, if he can get – I think he gets healthy by the time the next series rolls around. I They play well against Utah. I think they're a good matchup against Denver because they got the better guards and they got the role players to handle – I think we. I think I like eight. I like what I've seen out of eight in this postseason. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Phoenix and Philly. Um, but if but if this torn meniscus is bigger than we think it is, then I think it'd be Phoenix Milwaukee. Uh, as is what I would is what I'll what I'll go with. Okay, because I heard your spiel, but before I heard it, I I wanted to go with Phoenix, so I'm going to stick with Phoenix. I just really like. The team they have constructed, they're they're really good on both ends of the floor. They have those tertiary guys in like a Cam Johnson and a Michael Bridges that when the offense is sputtering, they can get things off ball 
moving a little bit and and make sure the offense doesn't uh, doesn't get stagnant. You got Chris Paul in there, and I'd love to. I, I would just love to see Chris Paul make it to make it to a finals and just get a shot at a ring. I'd um, love to see Booker make it to a finals. Yeah. After all this stuff that you hear from bit from big wigs like Bill talking up about how oh Devin Booker's not a winner, Devin Booker doesn't want this, Devin Booker just wants this for social media. I want to see him in a spot where I want to see a 40 point Devin Booker's Devin Booker finals game. I think that'd be electric. I want to see Mikel like just every, every it's crazy. Like I know KOC has been big on this with the ringer pods, but like every aspect of Phoenix has, has, has um, more than gradually improved. And it's just continually to see that improvement and to see the role players stepping up. And to see Paul and Booker working together and Aiden finally being better, and I I, I like them a lot. I really do. I think also, I think whoever whoever comes out of the series between the Suns and the Lakers makes it to the finals out of the West. I don't think that's a hot take, but I'd I'd no. say that's 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 the that's what happened. Devin uh, Booker also a fan of trains. Also a fan of Hooters. Um, yeah, Hooters with, and uh, trains. What are we interesting for? Nobody needs to talk me into Phoenix. I mean, I've I've loved this team all year. You know, I love those every single one of those guys. I don't even think we've, you know, you both you guys highlighted Booker and Paul, but I mean, Aiton's been their best player this entire series consistently in terms of what he's brought on the defensive end and on the offensive glass. And obviously, he's still got some some things to improve on offensively, but what he's figured out on the defensive end and specifically against ad in the beginning of the series when he was healthy he was better at in stretches and just the fact that i'm even able to say that and none of you guys are like rolling your eyes or like screaming back at me seriously shows shows how much he's jumped up just in these five games alone like yeah he's incredible i think if the, if they do beat the lakers they're definitely my favorite but i can't also if, if luca beats the the clippers i mean He's the best player left in the West, probably. So, we'll, like, there's just – he has a chance to do anything. And uh, I'm still riding with Milwaukee in the East. I like Milwaukee. I think I talked about him last week, how I feel about that team. If anyone's going to be I, – I probably went with Brooklyn last week. I can't remember. But I, I like Milwaukee of anyone else to come out of the East. That's not Brooklyn. I just think they've got a decent matchup. I do think that losing DiVincenzo hurts more than it should. Um, and we'll see yeah. if Bryn Forbes, Bryn Forbes can f- uh, fill those minutes. But I would I would feel pretty confident in marking down at least a 35-point game from Giannis in game one. And after that, I, it, the X factor in that series is Harden. And yeah. depending on how they defend Harden and what Harden shows up will be a big key. Because obviously Chris Middleton can't guard Harden. But we've seen that in stretches. Giannis can guard KD in stretches, and Drew Holiday can guard Kyrie in stretches. So to me, Chris Middleton, James Harden is going to be the X factor. We know Chris Middleton has the offensive edge, like when if Harden were to be guarding him. I don't expect that. But defensively, I'll be interested to see how they attack James Harden. I'll yeah, it's going to be interesting. The, the, the defense has definitely gotten better in Brooklyn, and I think I'm – I'm just gonna copy Kellen. I think those are my now with with Philly gone. Uh, essentially, if, I mean, if Joel is if Joel is um, healthy enough to continue to play, 
I'm gonna stick with the Sixers, but I just don't I don't see that happening. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Brooklyn and because um, I just I, I mean they're they're clearly the top heaviest team in the league uh, with the, mm-hmm. with that big three. Um, and and their guys around them. I mean Joe Harris. Joe Harris is. Uh, do you have a different top three that's better? No, 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 no. I was saying just like their depth is is, is decent. They've got. Yeah, their their depth is their, their depth their is guys are better I mean, it's than, not, than I expected them to be. Yeah, uh, like I would Joe say Harris into this. Joe Harris is a fourth option offensively. Is is doing a tremendous job. Uh, you have Bruce Brown, who's a dog on the defensive end, and you know gets you some buckets here and there. Blake Griffin, dunking man. away, dunking away. Are you guys, yeah, yeah. Are you guys skip, more skip, so happy skip. for Blake Griffin, or is it no. a like? Are no. you are you pissed off? Middle fingers in the air. But but, but like why? Like where's the disdain? Like I I get like what it was silly. About the, the dude well, but didn't you try. About he clearly didn't try for the like the last year that he was with Detroit. What do you mean? Where's the disdain? So you're saying like oh so you're saying more than just like dunks, right? Like you're saying in general. I mean I don't care about him dunking. I don't really care about. I'm not really that mad about it. But it is like like come on guy, you didn't dunk for like almost a year and a half and in your first game with them. Plus all the stuff about him talking shit to Hamadou and all the young guys. That's why Isaiah Stewart punched him. That's what he gets. Like I would have done the same thing. Like he didn't like punch him, punch him, but he definitely punched him. It just yeah. seemed it was seemed like a weird move to begin with. That's what I'm saying. Like I just like like going from like, like LA was, to Detroit. I'm saying. Yeah, of course it is. It's it's a big change, but this so I weird. don't know. Just like to clearly stop giving effort, and then it's it's only clear because you go to your next team and start giving effort, and it's like I don't know. You just don't so clearly like do that to a fan base. I think. Like, yeah. like, don't be so obvious about it. You know what I mean? That's fair. It's fr- it's definitely frustrating, but you know he's he's definitely an asset for them in Brooklyn, and I think and he's like loose, uh, he, loosely. Yeah, offensively for sure. Um, and then there and Claxton's been really good, uh, better than I think expected. I get I, I wouldn't say really good, but just really good for the expectations uh, that were that were surrounding him. I'm and not- so yeah, I just. I'm happy for Bruce Brown. It's good to see him still sticking yes. around. Yes, I am happy. happy for Bruce. I was I was okay with the trade. I'm still fine about it, but uh, but yeah, I I definitely think I was wrong about thinking that he was done getting better. Uh, but you know, it's easy to look like you I, got better. It's exactly. easy to look like you got better when you're around this, exactly. this type of talent. So. Like he's just rolling to the rim for layups. Like he's he's literally become yeah. a screen and roll guy, and he was never going to play that role in Detroit. So yeah. like you you can't get mad and say that like this is what we gave up because that's not what you gave up. What we gave up is the guy that we had in Detroit. He went there yeah. and became something different because he's playing with three superstars and Joe Harris on the court at the same mm-hmm. time. So nobody like yeah. he's nobody's paying attention. Anymore. He was never yeah he was never going to be the fifth option in Detroit. So exactly no. So uh, yeah, those are my favorites. I think uh, I think we're we're definitely with Milwaukee and Brooklyn. We're definitely in for a good second round series. I think that's oh, going to be wait. what the Eastern Conference Finals is. It's it, in the semifinals. It's going to be the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals. And in the West, I think it's I really do think it's a it's a shot in the dark. 
what's going to happen I out th- there. I think the East might be the finals. Like who who wins that? No, one yeah, much. I really, I personally. do too. I do too. And I like um, I. I I don't know. I just those are the two teams I feel the most confident about, and yeah, I, they just they seem head and shoulders above everybody else right now. And I'm sure that'll probably even out because obviously they're about to beat the shit out of each other for six games at least. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hope I hope we get every every open dream we have for that series because I've yeah. got such high expectations. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Um. Let's. Uh, we're gonna end the show today. Um, I have been recently working on a big board uh, for the NBA draft, and with the lottery uh, just a couple short weeks away, we decided that uh, every podcast we're gonna up until the draft will will have some questions. I'll update my big board, and and the guys will have some questions for me about. Uh, anything I've done with my big board, where I have guys slotted, what I like about certain guys, what I dislike about certain guys. And so I'm going to pull up my big board. And if you guys want to start shooting away with with some questions, uh, I'd love to hear what you guys think. So just to recap for those of us um, listening to this who can't can't see the board, um, Noah, do you want to roll out the board yourself or do you want me to, or do you want us to go through it or how do you, how do you want to do this? Well, I mean, I, I think the top five is pretty, that's, that's pretty clear cut and dry Cunningham, Mobley, Green, Suggs and Kaminga. However you want to order those next four after Kate is how you want to do it. But that's how I've got it right now. Um, I mean, I'll just, I'll go through my top 10, um, and then we can, we can go through some questions. I think going through all 30 three guys I have yeah going through all 33 will take a bit but uh I got Scotty Barnes at six he's a wing forward out of Florida State uh, your review just 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 right now your review for Scotty Barnes is incredible because it's so many like backhanded compliments I love it, it, it yeah it, it's, it's just and that's kind of the that. player that he it, it, yeah I he might be somebody that's falling on my big board the the more I'm watching some of his games, but I can, uh, I can see that based on the language. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's. Funny. Uh, Moses Moody. I'm a sucker seven. for an athletic Florida State wing, so I won't say yeah. anything bad about Scotty. Shout out to Paul. Uh, I'm a sucker for him. Moses Moody, six six guard out of Arkansas. Uh, he's one of my he's one of my favorite two way guys in the draft for sure. Um, Zaire Williams at eight. Um, he's just kind of there at eight because of, uh, his high school film, because he, he dealt with a knee injury this year. So we really didn't get to see the full, the full scope of his game at Stanford, but we did see, we did see little flashes here and there. So those flashes I think can turn into, turn into an actual, actual player, uh, in Zaire, uh, nine Kai Jones. He's a center out of Texas, six eleven. Um, sophomore there, so he, he's had a couple years of experience at Texas and um, didn't really get a ton of playing time because he had Jericho Sims and Greg Brown to compete for time with at that big man spot in Texas and a lot of guards taking the ball out of his hands. But when he had the ball in his hands, he was really that Christian Wood type in his in the offense at Texas. So really like him and rounded out Franz Wagner out of Michigan, six ten wing. Um, I I. Man, I want Franz on Michigan on Detroit so bad. He, it's too early in the top five to get him, but man, oh man, I want I want the Pistons to somehow try to find a way to get him because he 
he's a guy that I think really could fit in anywhere on, a, on an NBA floor right now. And so I, I really hope they get the chance to, to try and get him. So that's my top 10. Um, we'll obviously go through more guys as this, as the draft gets closer, but yeah, your guys' questions that you have or just thoughts you have about the big board in, in general. Uh, Kellen, I'll let you go first. I think you said you had a couple. I think this is a yeah. I think this with, is right? a I think this is a good big board. Um, I did have a couple questions. Um, what um is there like with Davion Mitchell at thirteen? Is there any reason? Because I've seen a lot of mocks having him six or seven and in the range of where Detroit could be. Um, you know, could fall to realistically. So why do you not have him in your top ten? I think age is a is something that I'm considering uh, for taking somebody that high. If I'm taking somebody that high, I'm playing for the potential. I'm not like I think Davion Mitchell is a finished product at, uh-huh. at what he is right now. Um, the shooting concerns me a little bit. Uh, he was a terrible three, uh, free throw shooter, and if you look at any sort of uh, advanced metric, your free throw shooting is a good indicator at whether or not you are going to turn into a, a consistent jump shooter. And I don't think he ever was over 70% from the line. Uh, and if he was, he was barely over 70%. 75% is the threshold of somebody where you can see them turning out to be an average shooter. And granted, there are there are exceptions to the rule, but he's just a guy that with the shooting for a, for a 6'2 guard, I think, needs to be there. And that that's where I'm concerned a little bit. Um, the defense, uh, the defensive side of the floor, um, I really like. Um, he 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 plays bigger than he is at six two on the defensive side, and uh, he is a good mid range shooter. So I think mm-hmm. the free throw shooting and the outside shooting can can show up. But if all he has is that mid range game, I just I don't know. I, I think he's going to slot in on a good team right away and be a good contributor. I am just, I'm just not somebody who would want to take that chance at a guy in the top ten when you have all these, all these other players that uh, have have a lot higher ceilings. He's he's kind of like the Tyrese Halliburton of this draft. Just, I'd like to yeah. say. Okay. Okay. He, um, he's going to right away. He's going to be an instant impact, and people are going to be like, "Well, why did he fall? Why did he fall?" Well, in years two and three, we're going to see why he he fell because. He isn't taking that leap that those guys ahead of them, ahead of him, are, and so yeah. that's that's where I am on Davion Mitchell. I th- I definitely think if you take him at ten, I don't think it's a huge reach. I think you you may think your your team is ahead of schedule, but uh, but yeah, I just I having him at thirteen, I'm still a fan of him. I'm just not as high as some people are. Okay. Right. Um, actually, my question was. Uh, in that range so i was just i was interested in the 11 through 13 because it's clear that like teams are going to be at least a couple teams are going to be able to get like decent guards in the the late lottery so you've got three right here 11 12 13 why do you go with springer ahead of the other two and i don't know i just was like hoping we could talk about those guys and that group of guards because i do like those guards in in the middle of the lot or middle to late lottery in this draft. I think especially like I think of the three, I probably like book night, but I want to know why you're Springer first. Is it age? 
plus defense? No, I uh, I had just actually last night watched a Jaden Springer game, and okay. um, I wanted to change Springer and Book Knight. I really did because mm-hmm. Book Knight, or when you watch Springer play, it, it's it's kind of ironic that his last name is Springer because he doesn't have any springs <laughs> in his game. I know that's kind of it's really cheesy to say that, but like no, he doesn't have any burst. He doesn't have any burst going to the rim. He's not super. He's not super fast. He's not. He's not uh, uh, quick twitch. He doesn't have that quick twitch muscle that can. He can really break down guys. Mm-hmm. He's just really precise in the way he moves. And I develop. know. No, and like I know, I know we see guys like Luca and and other guys in the league that are able to to use that to their advantage. I just don't know if he that's like part of his game just yet. Um, He'll yeah, be patient and at around. Six, four, he's not like phys- physically imposing enough to be able to play like that slow, methodical, no. like beat you down and into my spot style. He he's patient. He gets he mm-hmm. gets the shot that he wants. So he's not gonna. He doesn't like force much. He doesn't take a lot of bad shots or anything like that. And and the jump shot's weird, but it uh, but it works. I mean, he forty three percent on two two threes a game. Shoots eighty percent from the line. Hey, hey, um, weird, but, but works. Uh, yeah, sometimes translates. Not another Tyrese Halliburton comp right Halliburton. there. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's just uh, I think Buknight is a bet is going to be a better playmaker for himself. Uh, Springer's the better playmaker mm-hmm. for others, and so that's why I'm I, I, right now. Buknight is at eleven. Springer's at at twelve. I still have Springer ahead of Mitchell because I think they're. They're comparable defensively. I think there is some, in some ways, he can he can improve his game, whether it be learning how to use his body and using that that slow movement ability to his advantage. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I, I I'm I'm right there with you. I do think Book Knight should be ahead of him, and I, or I'm I will be changing that uh, when we get off of this podcast because I definitely think he should be. He should be ahead of Springer. Right? I like. I don't know, man. I I like all of those guys. So I do think that I agree with Kellen. The the, the it's a it's a good board. That was the the thing. That little stretch. That's just that's a nice. Pair. That's three really good guards. I think that'll be contributors if they go into the right situation. I think the only other thing that I wanted to talk about, since this is the first time we're doing it, um, I love to see. Kai Jones in the top 10 I was not expecting that I was not expecting that um so like what when did you decide that you were you were making that that jump with him and what made you the most like what stood out to him with him? oh it was like it was like January I fell in love with his game okay like I love I love like like seeing him as like a Christian he's like a he's a smoother Christian wood like you know when we watched Christian wood last year he had those times where like he would get a little stuck in places and mm-hmm. he didn't really know what to do. Like Kai Jones knows what to do when he gets stuck and he will he will body somebody in the post. He he's a little slim, but he plays he plays stronger than he looks. And so it's just he's going to be a playmaker at six ten. He's gonna be a defensive anchor. He still needs to needs to learn a little bit of those off ball instincts, which I think you learn. It's just something you learn when you get to the pros. When, For sure. Once, once you're playing that more, I think you're gonna learn that. But, but yeah, man, I wa- I watched a lot of Texas games this year. 
I just, I mean, I think we just, I think we all just sort of watched a lot of Big 12 basketball this year because it was really exciting. Oh, and, yeah. and so I, I just fell in love with watching Kai Jones, and I just wish he would have played more. And then you see Jericho Sims and everybody that didn't watch any Texas games this year sees Jericho Sims go off in the Big 12 tournament. And it's like, wow, this is the best center on the team. No, Kai Jones is the best center on that basketball team, and he's going to show it when when he gets to the pros because he's, I think he's going to be a stud in this league. I I absolutely love Kai Jones because I I would watch those Texas games looking for Greg Brown, and there's a reason Greg Brown isn't on my big board yet because I've watched enough of him, or maybe he is on my big board. If he is, I just put him on there. No, he's, he's not on no. here. Yeah, I didn't so think I there's a reason. Him. And there's a reason he's not is because I don't I don't know where he fits in the game in today's game. Like, is, I I feel like he's just Derek Jones with a little bit of like a little bit better of a jump shot. He's super athletic and he's good. Like, he bodied a Baylor defender in a in, in their game. Oh yeah, I, I remember that. that but, but that's like, all like that's but that's all he's going. Yeah, year. like it's like it's all he's gonna do. Like he doesn't have really advanced dribble moves, and that's he's gonna need to be a wing because at six eight. I don't know if he can play uh, in the post at all anywhere. I don't know if he can guard anybody on the post. He's going to be able to defend on the wing, but it's just there's not enough there in his game for me to be to be like. I, I just I don't see him fitting on an NBA floor as a first round pick right now, and I'm surprised he's not going back for another year at Texas. Uh, speaking of going back, real quick, like this is probably I like. Dickinson declared for the draft. That was just really surprising to me. Like I'm not surprised he threw his hat in the ring. I know he. I know he's not going to stay. But still, like I feel like you could have known without throwing your hat into the ring that you weren't going to be a first round pick. Yeah, uh, I think he knows it. I think it's just you know testing the water. See where he. Yeah, I think a lot of these guys just test the waters because they wanna they want to hear from NBA scouts like, hey, what do I need to improve on? Well, like. Like honestly, Hunter, sense. just watch your game film. Just, you need to just like how to use your right your, hand. Get you an agility to get quick. ladder. <laughs> like, yeah, you need to you need to learn how to use your right hand and get quicker. That's all you need. If you do that, Hunter, you're gonna be a first round pick. But like, like get the cones out, my guy. That's all you need to do. Like shuffle yeah. a bunch. Come on. Like it's he's so goofy. Like like I give him props for like postering dudes sometimes and like dunking on guys. But like when he like when he's running down the floor like flex and it looks oh. so weird like it's just like so the way he runs is concerning is. maybe that's just because yeah. he's seven feet tall but the way that he runs and the way like it just make it he run he runs as if he's afraid to get injured sometimes it, it, it's a little i want to see it be a little smoother in, in that and maybe that's just the awkward oh. having those limbs but it, it, at least that's what i've noticed watching him i was just gonna say are we sure that's just not as like as much like as high as he can pick up his legs when he's running like that might just it might be as simple as that I really like the guy uh I think that I'm sure that that's just what he's doing and if that's the case that's really smart I was just I was surprised to see it because I felt like you know it was it was pretty obvious what the I'm, what the I'm, book I'm just, on him is I'm I'm just gonna say this and it's not me being a homer and it's not the fact that I work for a new site I I like Johnny Brown. He I think Johnny Brown's gonna have a moment in the NBA. I think I think he'll he'll come off a bench and he'll have a 15 point game out of nowhere and everybody was like, oh, who's this Johnny Brown guy? I think I think that I I don't think he's a sustainable piece and I don't think he's like 
you, he, he's not your like seventh man on a title team or anything like that. But people are he, he's going to be a, oh, who's that guy? He's going to have a couple of those games this this upcoming NBA season, I think. And maybe and yeah, I, 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 I no, I can I can see it because he's. No, but he ha- he has like those prototypical features of like uh, a four year guy in college that can that can jump into the pros and like and really do some work uh, right away. Um, yeah, I think like tenth eleventh man on your bench if he's like that for his career, I could I could definitely see that. Like I no mean, doubt. If you're, reliable, but... if you're a reliable wing defender and you can shoot over and you can shoot you know close to forty percent from three, you're always going to have a job in the league. Like yeah. I, and so I I think. I don't know if he necessarily gets drafted, but I I, I, I want to see what his summer league situation yeah. is and and then mm-hmm. move on. He's going to be a good he's going to be a good UDFA for sure. I think we're sure. going to hear we're going to hear from him. This isn't the last we've heard of Chandy Brown. I, yeah. I think the the spark that he gave and and the energy for Michigan changed every single time he came on the floor, and teams teams are going to notice that. And I think a savvy franchise is going to use an undrafted free agent spot on him and. Yeah. and I think they're going to be very happy. Oh, yeah. Any more questions, Kellen, that you had? Uh, you know what? I mean, just looking at this thing right now, uh, this is a really deep draft class. I had a question for Joe because I know we haven't heard from Joe. I'm making sure Joe's still awake over there. Yeah. But um, Joe, I don't, I don't know how much draft stuff you've done so far, but the Bulls are probably looking at a pick closer to the 9-10 range. I don't think not I, true. We've talked no, about that ain't true. No, Kellen, they're four. not. They're not. They don't have. They don't well, have. Oh yeah, they pick. traded it away to Orlando. If oh. it's if it falls outside the top four, so it's gonna toast. have to be a top four pick, or else they ain't Which getting they, it. They have like a thirty-two percent chance. I was reading while y'all were talking. Um, man, I man, I was yeah. Just they to don't have it first because I hadn't heard from Joe in a while. But it, they got Nick. They got Nikola Vucevic. That's what they got in the draft. <laughs> J- hey, hey, if he gets that four spot, Jalen Suggs is not a bad bull. That 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 makes a lot of sense. I think it would be interesting to see what they do because, like, uh, do they reach for one of these guys that's not a not a ball like a like I I would personally if I got four and I was the bull like I'd go Moses Moody, hundred percent. Like that's Moses Moody is my guy if I fall out of the like if you're in like the six seven range or like eight and you just need like. You need one of, like just somebody who's not going to need the ball in his hands all the time, and is going to be like that that Michael Bridges for your team. Whew. Give me Moses Moody all day. He long. could be he could be like a Norm Powell type, right? Like a really good guard defender who who can knock down threes. Or is he not? Yeah, that good of a defender. No, he's no, a little he bigger is. than that, isn't he? He yeah, he is though. He's he's a he's a pretty solid defender on the perimeter. He's, he's got solid. really he's got like a seven foot wingspan, but like. He's not a very good playmaker with the ball. That's that's where he's gonna oh, okay. need to so maybe more of a spot up. Yeah, a spot up. Yeah, that's why enough. that's why I think Mike okay. Hell like a Mike Hell Bridges role is going to be the role that he he needs to be in because he needs guys around him like like Levine and Kobe White and Vucevic with the ball in his hands, getting him the ball and uh, him taking advantage of back cuts and. The, the defense sort of sort of being a little lax, so I think that's where that's where Moody is going to be his best um, is, is in that spot. But another guy, go ahead. I was just, I was just gonna joke about a guy I liked in the 
um, the 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 t- tournament. You gotta watch more Max Acemus. No, but like uh, yeah, yeah, oh, really. yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like hey, the literal round defender in college basketball. But no, like let's pretend that like no, he's not the, worse like, than Cam Thomas. That's true, but Cam Thomas is a is all offense. Yeah, but um, so was Max Acemus. He's he's he was a bigger bucket. He was the like leading scorer in D one yeah. last year. One That's of them, true. I think. Cam Thomas. I don't. Is fun I don't watch. actually. I, he was just. He was fucked. <laughs> but but no, Sorry. like pretend that the like the thirty percent chance they were to fall to four at this point, it's Arturis retrust, right? Like I do like I do like Moody. That would be fun at number four. Um, but in in Arturis retrust, like he hit it with Paul. He's been exciting. Uh, Patrick, that is. Like so, they're headed in the right direction. I'm gonna become too optimistic about yeah. the goals. No, I definitely what, are. What, but you're not. You're not going to get a top four pick, so don't worry about no. it. Yeah, if probably not. Being too optimistic, I would uh, take a look at, at the jersey, the NFL jersey sales, uh, and maybe talk to your people and tell them to chill out a little bit. Um, did yeah. you guys? No, because listen, listen, I'm on the same boat. Hold on. Did you guys see the new Bulls jerseys that are coming out next year? Those are fire. Because those more amazing. I sent those to Joe. What? The new the new Bulls jerseys. Oh, dude, I think that was a dude who just like edits uniforms. That uh, was it. I real think he just yeah, yeah those aren't real. He was just like guys. mock. Yeah, it was man. just a mock. Man, I, I hate when I get tricked by those. Dude, Helen, it, it said right in the tweet like this might be my favorite jersey I made. Oh, well, damn it. But but no, back to Fields. <laughs> in order That's not only bad. not only because it was like it's a fire hat, but like to commemorate like I ordered it and it came in. The draft, we got our franchise quarterback. The draft, the franchise was saved. You thought that you three years ago, man. Yeah, you did. You thought it four, four. whatever, four however years. long. Yeah, four years. Fair. Like I just, I, you got to see the guy play first. Hey, relax. hey, I did. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm looking out for you. Go, go through the podcast. We were, we were, we were all on the Justin Fields bandwagon for for a, for a long while. We so, were. I'm not, we I'm were. not anti. I'm not anti him. I'm just saying. I'm telling them to relax. Because if you yeah. build something up, it's inevitably going to let you down. Like, if you're building it up the way that they're building him up, he's going to let you down. You just got to let this guy be this guy. He, you can't, like, put the pressure of him saving a city on his shoulders I, in his rookie year. It's not, it's not like, impossible. Just let it, just like, let I, it I, happen. Don't dude, everybody is so hungry, though. Everybody is so hungry. Like, like, yeah, we got the, like, you know, Blackhawks have been successful, Cubs, Whites, but, like, the Bears are like it's, it's the Chicago. Uh, the Chicago is a bear town. Like that's it, man. So everybody's of fired course. up. Yeah, like, I so, that you, like this quarterback is something that you've literally been searching for for almost the entirety of the franchise. And yeah. I get that, and that's where this this excitement is coming from. But I just like I want you to have tempered expectations, so you don't come back on this podcast in a year and talk about how much like this is already looking rough because he, you know, he's, he's taking some lumps. I just, I want you guys, I want you specific. I don't care about other bears fans. I want you to be happy. I don't want another Mitch thing to happen to you. Not saying that I think he'll be Mitch, but I just, we've heard this all before is all that I'm saying. No. And and, I, and I've maintained like, it's the same um, song and dance, like cautiously optimistic. The title. I've maintained ca- like that. I'm like cautiously optimistic about it, but, I don't know. Like I said earlier, we were talking about the the whole hand thing. 
But no, I just like the draft hats. And over the weekend, I got drunk and I guess oh. I bought Bears merch. Because <laughs> it, it, it had been on my mind for a while. And then all you of do sudden, the, you do crazy things when you got a few drinks in you. All of a sudden, it showed up today. Got a short sleeve uh, quarter zip windbreaker deal and some new bear Ooh. shorts. Well, yeah, it I would love it. be a it oh, would yeah. be a proper podcast if we somehow worked in a Mitch Trubisky mention in there. Hey man, I yeah. just like oh, I, I get what, it. What I know how to do, and I that's bringing it. up Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> hey, hey man, want... one two punch in Buffalo. We'll be the Joe, first team to run a two quarterback no, system. Um, we'll be the first the team to run a two quarterback system. Uh, yeah. Three. Mm, Three. Um. Well, all right, Jameis is a quarterback. I'll give them that. One thing I wanted to, like, I was surprised that neither one of you brought up was that I have Jalen Johnson at 28 on my big board. I, I didn't really, I didn't watch Duke once this year, so I don't have an opinion on him. I, well, because he's in the top 10, he's in top 10s of, like, every single mock draft out there, and, like, that's, that's, I just, I no thanks. Yeah, I'm um, nothing. He's he's slower than slow. The jump shot ain't there. I don't like he's good defensively, I guess. But like I just I don't I don't see it. I I would much rather be wrong about him than be I guess be right. Or yeah. like or like have him up high and, and then be, be right. wrong about him. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like, exactly. You know, exactly. You're exactly right. I know. Yeah, no, I know. I see. But uh, I just, it, it was just, it. I watched him a couple. I mean, he didn't play that many games, but like, I just, I just don't see it. I don't. Yeah. I might be missing it, but I don't. I don't understand it. But Sam, I feel, Sam, I, I don't Vecini, think you're the first person I've heard say that about him. Sam Vecini is a guy that I, I really trust, and he's with, uh, he's with the Athletic, and like, he's got him like 21st on his big board. And so, I mean, I don't, I'm, there's, there's, I'm not going to watch any more Duke games because there's nothing more I need to see. Damn. Uh, Okay. Any thoughts? uh, This is an anti-Jalen podcast. Okay. I'm not, I'm not anti. I just, oh, I am. No, I don't have have an opinion Johnson. If he's in a Pistons uniform next year, I'm not a Pistons fan. Ew. Damn. Hey, hey, we've uh, we've had ultimatums like that in the past with teams, and uh, by they, me, they don't work me. out. By they don't me, work I out. Mean me. <laughs> so I guess we can leave off with this question, Noah. Um, uh, there's been a lot of talk on Pistons Twitter about packaging up some second round picks and trading back into the first round, or having Troy trade back in the first round out of these guys in the let's say like 15 to 25 range, who's a guy you want to see the Pistons trade up for? Well, my guy, Cam Thomas is right there, but I don't know if he fits. I just don't know if he's I love Cam Thomas. I love him. It's I hate him, but I love him at this. Like he's going to infuriate me on the defensive end of the floor, but like I, he's going to get so many buckets. It's insane. Um, Looks like Denver. Denver just went up nine. Austin oh, Rivers just hit a three. Josh Christopher. I would like to see Josh Christopher in a Pistons uniform. Okay. Um, he struggled a little bit at Arizona State, but uh, I'm surprised to hear that from you. Actually, 
He doesn't seem like your type of guy. No, I know. He's he dropped. He was 11th uh, two weeks ago on my big board. Now he's 20th. So oh, wow. um, no, I just you know I just let me look at the let me look at all the things um, I'm they I do said need about a, a guard like him though, right? Like yeah, they a, they, a need, they need a guard that can just like go get a bucket in the mid range. Yes. I think like they got enough guys that can like I think they have the the surrounding pieces that can hit spot up threes. And I don't necessarily know he's going to be that guy, but like, uh, yeah, I think I, I just, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing Josh Christopher in the late first and, and grabbing him. Um, yeah, late first. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty decent. Ad. If, if you want like a discount, Moses Moody discount, Michael Bridges type guy, sign up for, uh, it, it's Trey Murphy, the third man. Sign up for that. Get all buy all that stock. Six nine wing out of Virginia. Dude's gonna dude's gonna be a starter by the end of his rookie year wherever he goes. He's just he's gonna find his way onto the floor. He can guard everybody. He can hit every shot he looks at. He's I I, I watched two games of, of Trey Murphy and I fell in love. There's so many guys I love in this draft. It's insane. It's, it's a really, really good, good draft. draft. Really I love it. Draft. It's so it's like so much did. like oh like Io Desumu? Like oh my yeah, god. Yeah. If we could get Bones Io Thailand is I No like Bones, Bones, dude. Uh, Bones is nice. I like Bones. Sharif Cooper, I just kinda have at twenty five because like I wouldn't take him in the first round, but I just I have to have him in the first round. I just wouldn't do it. He's just so small. I just don't. I don't trust it. He's got attitude issues too, right? Or he did? No, I, no. He just wasn't playing because of eligibility. Oh, or, uh, they didn't. They didn't know if uh, like he was like taking money or something like that. Oh. So, but they ruled on and everything. But like, like yeah, these got like. Uh, I got Josh Giddy at fifteen, like just out of the lottery. I I think he's gonna be really good. Chris Duarte. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know I love guys. Uh, Jabril Cox was my guy. You know I love guys that started from the bottom. Now they're here. He was the uh, the junior college player of the year two times, I think. No, maybe once. I think he might have been the he might have been like the tournament player of the year another time. And then he was just a stud at Oregon. Like you know, the only thing that good. worries me, mm-hmm. the only thing that worries me because I do not I do not like older guys in the draft. That's my own, that's my only gripe about him. But yeah, but he, where he, oh, go ahead, Joe. No, I was gonna say, but since he is a little older, and obviously it's it's changed, but like, like could away. we could we possibly be seeing his ceiling, which still isn't bad yeah. though. No, that's that's what I mean. Like these older guys, like if you're gonna have a top pick and you're not that good, like the Pistons are, you don't take an older guy. You take a younger guy that has a high ceiling. Yeah, but like if you're if you're, let me bring up the draft order real quick. Mid, oh, if you're mid, like a, a good guard for a team in the mid teens, that need like a yeah. backup. Um, who would that? Who could use a guy like Chris Duarte? A lot of teams could use a backup. Oh, dude! Like, if Golden honestly, State, like, if Golden State oh, grabbed yeah. a grabbed a young guy at six and then got Chris Duarte at fourteen, oh my god! Oh my god! Like that's. <laughs> It'd be insane. What was that, Kellen? I said Noah would lose his mind. It'd be great. I would. Like great Matt. Oh, if he 
Memphis, he's like a, I feel Memphis. like he screams Memphis Grizzly. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good call. They need a backup, I mean. Yeah. And he's they, old. They another guard. And they like, they, old, guard. they like older rookies. That is true. Yeah, they took, what, 23-year-old Brandon Clark, who doesn't play for them anymore, which is like someone who I'd well, be trading hey, for this offseason, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, hey, um, hey, you want, hey, Memphis, do you want Mason, Mason Plumley? Mason Plumley, <laughs> Wayne Ellington, or is Mason, he expired? Mason Plumley is the exact opposite of that's what, what I thought. Grizzlies represent. He, he is yes. not that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a ton of guys in this draft, and we'll get mm-hmm. to more of them uh, in the future. But this is, I'll tell you what, like this is my favorite thing to do. I love doing draft stuff. It's my absolute oh, favorite. Like I, if we, like I've been itching to talk about the big board. And I'm really glad that we're going to start doing it now more often because I, man, I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, this is fun. It, it's that time of year. It's the good, yeah. it's it the is. fun stuff. It is. And, like, we had a short time from one draft to the next, which was awesome. We're, it's we're going to get – Yeah, year. it's going to it's gonna be – I'm going to be really upset when I have a year to do all this again. But, yeah. like, you know, we got to do what we got to do. So, uh but yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up uh, this week. Okay, Joe, what's up? No, because like I got a question for D'Angelo, and it's either gonna Ooh. like, like we can either just end the show and talk about it, you know, off camera, or bring it okay. up here because it's a it's a sports related question. Yeah, hit me. All right, so if I remember correctly, you like you like the WWE, right? Like wrestling. Uh, when I was when I was younger, for sure, I definitely have a knowledge of it, and I've I, like I've I've seen a live WWE event, so oh. I guess in a way, yeah. And so like live is just like absolutely electric, right? Oh my god, yeah. Because but like it's it's simmered down, right? Because again, like over the weekend, like I was with buddies and we we're just you know screwing around whenever we got into a rabbit hole of like 80s and 90s like like promos with like like Hulk Hogan. And like mm-hmm. Macho Man and like all that like crazy like is it still like that or is it kind of like toned down no. where it's like uh, crazy no. cheesy like storylines like oh they stole Miss Elizabeth I need to like kick his ass like no, like is this well, it's, the storylines are still very very simple and that I think the the main difference is that like from what I've seen fans aren't very happy with the WWE. Um, because the WWE has like these narratives that they push. I mean, every, every league has narratives that they push, but in the WWE, it's different. It would be like in the NBA, you know, Luca comes in and he's the favorite of the company and then they just make him their guy. So he's going to win titles. He's going to get title shots over and over. They're writing everything for him. And I think, you know, fans don't really like that from what I've seen. There's a lot of, I think they're losing a lot of interest. Plus they have competitors kind of popping up all over the place. I can, uh, I can weigh in on this as someone's dad is a proud WWE network, um, viewer. And so they hate Roman Reigns, right? Yeah. And someone who, someone who, uh, someone who we, we always do a pool for the, um, What's it? I'm blanking on the name of it. Royal like Rumble. Pretty wrestling. Yeah, be. Royal Rumble. We always do it. We always do a pool for Royal Rumble every year. But I think that normally, Joe, I think it's based basically been more geared towards kids. The last mm-hmm. four or five years, every time I've seen it, is it's more it's more based off of you know you got your you, it, it's similar to like YouTube personalities where it's like oh there's there's mm-hmm. there's in drama but it's nothing of this sort of where you saw in the 80s and 90s where it was 
very like racially focused or very much about a girl or or there were entire personalities based off of like Native American characters and yeah. it, that stuff has gone away. It's more well, sure the problematic the silly, things. Yeah, it's more of the silly like you know mm-hmm. I'm gonna get surprised with a pie in the face for the interview. It, they've they've kind of gone more towards mm-hmm. that route, and I think that's probably the smart way to do it because all those 80s and 90s guys want to watch wrestling with their kids. Well, so. sure, and it's, it's it's good to like weed out the problematic things. I think that's never like a bad thing. But we were just like watching like promos of like Macho Man Savage and just these cats just out there pumped up with testosterone. Like, dude, what is the come down after? Like, what's the come down from after being like that? Like I could, I well, couldn't even imagine being so amped up, like even for coke, like five dude. It was minutes. The 80s. It had to have been coke. <laughs> in, in, in a bunch of, like in a bunch of steroids, like testosterone, yeah. like because it was crazy, and it was like so, like after like watching all these like hilarious with like the Gene, Gene whoever, Mean Gene, the like sport mm-hmm. reporter, like after like watching like all these just like fight promos and stuff, we're like we should we should go. And I was just seeing if it's still like as electric. It's, it's like what it's it, still fun. Know? I watched Shane McMahon elbow drop somebody off of a cell, and it was one of the most electric things I've seen in person in my life. Because like obviously I ha- I have like minimal knowledge of like WWE just from like culture and like just you know like I know of it, but like we we got like deep into a rabbit hole this weekend. And now we're just in a battle like children sending wrestling gifts to each other. I would say Very if you go, you'll have a great time. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say if you go and you have a few drinks, you're going to have a great time. Because what those crowds do, they chant always. <laughs> They're always chanting. So, I mean, if you're there having fun, you're probably chanting too. It's a good time, especially if I if you go there, you pound like two or three back real quick. It's it, you're gonna have a, the night of your life. Yeah, because more than likely that would be our intentions. Is just like get get a little banged up, watch some wrestling, and have a ball. Yeah. But like, but you would say that like it's it would still like be worth it to like go to like a live event like now in the modern era, I guess. I guess I haven't watched post COVID. Um, so well, I, but even I just like the vibe. But even the, just like the vibe around WWE, though, I guess not so much like the weird stadium capacities and those yeah. kind of things, but like just the overall kind of feel I, around. Yeah, I toned I down, I guess. Three years ago now, I think, and it was still like ener- like the energy and that was still insane. It's just that the the storyline and like, yeah, like Kellen said, like the storylines and the personas are toned down, I would say. Like it's less about outrageous personas. There's definitely still personas, and obviously there's heels and stuff like that. Um, and Kellen could probably talk more, if, like he said, his he's he seems to have like a little more inside knowledge these days. So, but no, I think yeah. I, no, there I was think, a, there was a. I mean, yes, there 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 are the more storylines that are like that, and um, you'll see more bad guys that are just bad guys because they have a beard and wear black, and it's like that's kind yeah. of yeah, yeah. It's more stuff like that where it's mm-hmm. like. They're 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 almost like Disney villain esque villains, uh, kind of thing. One thing that remember the shield, and we did find this during the pandemic, mm-hmm. towards the start of the pandemic, was if you just go and watch old Royal Rumbles and you don't look up who had previously won them, they're electric to watch. Mm-hmm. They, new to you, yeah. They go pretty fast. You can you can get them knocked out in like an hour twenty, but it, it's it's those are pretty fun. 
As, well, especially if you get someone like really like you, when you get one of the big names that come in first and then they're just in there eliminating dudes. It's like wrestling is literally just soap operas for guys. Yeah. So like if that type of thing interests you, then you're going to have a great time. It's just like it, it, it is exactly a soap opera. It's cheesy. The acting is bad, except for like instead of it being like emotional beats about like long lost daughters, it's just like dudes slamming other dudes and that's like you gotta be careful the way you word that (laughs) i mean we're talking about wrestling no i know what you i know if you take it any other way then of course i was gotta do but no you 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 assume that like everything about me screams wrestling and it just never it just never stuck i never got into it but dude and here's a funny thing so like once you know after the weekend's gone i'm sobered up i was just like thinking i don't know i felt like i remembered like like an after the week Soul shoot one time like you talking about it so i was like oh shoot like i'll ask uh, him because like it was probably when i was going to the event honestly because like again like none of like my like circle or like anybody i'm like you know talk to is like huge into wrestling but that was a fun little kellen surprise too. get a little insight yeah. on modern wwe because we're because we're either going to like still spend some money but like be reasonable and try to get like a wwe event here in like Rosemont, it doesn't even have to be Chicago. It could be like where the Chicago Sky play, or mm-hmm. we kind of want to do a Vegas trip. So then you do WWE in Vegas. I feel like if you're doing Vegas, you got to do other things. I wouldn't go yeah, to Vegas to watch the WWE. <laughs> you'd be surprised what you other, could fit in. You'd be surprised what you could fit into a week of debauchery. Yeah, but. But if you're, like, I don't know. I feel like at that point, you might as well just drive a couple hours and go to L.A. or something. Like, don't go don't go watch WWE in Vegas. You got to do, do more in Vegas. Yeah, okay, that, could, that could be, like, the come down, you know? I well, guess. Like, that, I, you'll have a great time, no matter what. Like, with, for sure. It doesn't matter if you know who's fighting. You'll get into it, I think. Sweet. Because, yeah, we were like, oh, man. Those are those are something else. Again, dude, like I can't even imagine that come down from just being that amped up, dude. And if you just listen to the lines, it's so goddamn funny because like we're watching this like one promo from like Macho Man, and he's like, "I'm in a situation I'd rather not be in," and he's like, <laughs> "He's like, I'm in danger." It's like these are like they're screaming for help. <laughs> it, it, it's such a strange so thing funny, to have man. been like so obsessed with at one point but i did i loved it i watched it every monday and friday or every yeah monday, monday night friday raw. monday night raw friday night smackdown that was my my monday and friday for years growing up so for sure maybe, maybe i'll have to start checking out some of like the newer stuff because like i said since we've just been yeah. in like an 80s 90s rabbit hole of just yeah 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 but ridiculous I mean, storylines like, and like have some fun just go watch ray mysterio wrestle Yep. That guy's awesome. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. <laughs> uh, I didn't get in in that conversation because I know literally nothing about what you guys are talking about. So I decided to stay quiet for as long as I could. So uh, <laughs> no, I'm glad we got some pro wrestling in at the end of the podcast for our pro wrestling listeners. So if you if you listen yeah. if you if you stuck around this far and you're a pro le- you're a pro wrestling fan, you got Shots what you want. You. So. Uh, <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Uh, Next week, we're going to have some really good playoff matchups to discuss. So, until then. Denver won. Break that sneaky news in.
Peace. Go Nuggets. We'll see ya. Peace. Peace.